BG Mania, a video game music podcast for July 17th, 2019, is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the Bowser to my Yoshi. It's Frank. (laughs) (laughs) For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will be announced in advance. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh and something exciting each and every week. If you're new to the world of video game music podcasts, you are in for a treat. But for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the lost woods for the first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. We have a fantastic episode lined up for you today. And if you couldn't tell from the opening track and you didn't take the hit from the little uh, Mario Kart banter we did there a few sentences ago, we are going to be exploring, as we also mentioned at the end of last week's episode, the music from Mario Kart. But more specifically, we're exploring the music from four different Mario Kart games today. We've we've lumped up our Mario Kart episodes into two categories, 1992 through 2003 and then 2005 through modern time. So with that, each episode that we do now and then we'll do another one in the future, we'll have four games apiece. So you're going to hear music from Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart 64, Mario Kart Super Circuit and Mario Kart Double Dash today. And Frank, I think it's safe to say, besides Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I have put a ton of time in on the Switch, these four games, and more specifically for me, three of these four games are pretty much my entire Mario Kart experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's just be real. Everybody knows that Mario Kart 64 is probably the best Mario Kart game of all time. Without question. I still think even even though that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is fantastic, and I do think that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, there's more to offer than what Mario Kart 64 had naturally. You know, it's a, a bigger game. There's more characters. There's more tracks. There's more things to do. So it is a... 
it's still a better experience. But in terms of nostalgia and better game, I do think Mario Kart 64 still is number one. At least, again, personal preference. But, the, but these these four are the ones I have put the most time into. Bar none, yes. hands down. Yeah, agree. That's what I mean. The, just the, the time period we were at in our lives, you know, just what we had going on at that time, and the fact that these games were so great back in the day. These four are the the ones that, and, and except for maybe kids of today's era and teenagers of today's era that are getting most of their time with Mario Kart 8, but everyone else, these are your Mario Karts right here. For real. And uh, kids who like the newer stuff, for that's all you know, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. No, I again, I love Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I do think I, that so that so is so fantastic. So yeah, it, it's such a good freaking iteration of, of the series. But I wanted to definitely go the more retro style. And I know Game Boy Advance isn't really retro. I know GameCube isn't really retro. But just for clarity's sake, we're calling it these are the retro Mario Karts and then the modern Mario Karts guys, later on. Guys, it's over 15 years old. It's retro, okay? Knock it off. GameCube isn't over 15 years old, is it? Double, double, double. Oh, dash. man, it is. Yeah, it is 15 <laughs> years as of last year. Yeah, 15 as of last year. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah 15 know, years, right? really. GameCube is uh, 20 years old as of uh, next year. That's crazy because it came out. No, GameCube came out in 2001. So we still have two more years to go for its. Uh, GameCube actually turns 18. It was legal this year. <laughs> I'm not going to entertain that, Brian. The opening track you heard, it's just a GameCube. What are you going to do with it? No, it does have a pretty cool handle. The opening track you heard oh there was my first submission for the episode. And we're going all the way back to the original Super Mario Kart. That right there was Mario Circuit, which is the very first track you're going to hear whenever you uh, boot up. It, yeah, it's the first track you're going to play. And that's why it's yes. so iconic. I feel like it had to be the first track on the episode today. Super Mario Kart came out here in North America September 1st, 1992. And everything you're going to hear that we play from Super Mario Kart today has been composed by Soyo Oka, who is phenomenal, dude. And she didn't. And we've talked about this before because we've played a couple tracks from Super Mario Kart already here on the show in like radio hours and other themed episodes. But Soya Oka didn't do much for Nintendo. She only really worked on a couple games, more specifically Super Mario Kart and Pilot Wings. Like she didn't do much else. And that's awesome when you think about it. Uh, she did what else? Four games. Famicom Grand Prix 2, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario All-Stars, where she rearranged Koji Kondo's music and the NES release of Wario's Woods all she's all she's done and it's so cool you go you do something great you drop the mic you're good to go yeah and her favorite piece of music that she wrote for the soundtrack i'll mention it now because we're not going to play the track we already have played it before on the show rainbow road from super mario kart yes yep that's her favorite track of all time that she's actually composed yeah, while, we're talking cool. about, while we're talking about super mario kart um you said that you, your main character was yoshi in the first uh, one? Back back in the day when I was a kid, yes, I used to play as Yoshi. Nowadays, I more I gravitate toward Toad or Koopa. When I played the original Mario Kart, I mained Donkey Kong Junior. Uh, regular Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah it's regular. It's regular. Yeah, Donkey Kong Junior got added later on, but uh, Donkey Kong is just Donkey the, Kong. Yeah, he was my heavy for because you know, I, I I tend to prefer to play as the heavy characters because it's better for traction. Yeah. 
Uh, whereas you know your light characters slip around a lot, but they go faster. So it's it's, it's a trade off. It's definitely a trade off, and I and I do think it's interesting, like the different playstyles you can actually get from you know something simple as Mario Kart, and and even back on the Super Nintendo because you know you did have your three different types of characters. You had your heavy characters like Bowser and Donkey Kong, which I believe were the only two heavy characters back on the SNES, if I'm remembering correctly. And then you had your, you know, your overall balance characters like Mario, Luigi, Peach and Yoshi. And then you had Toad and Koopa, who are your faster characters. Yeah, I, I played the hell out of the game. Honestly, more so, um, there was a special edition Super Mario All-Stars with Mario Kart. That's the, that's the version I had. Okay, yeah, I actually owned uh, separately. I owned both Super Mario All-Stars and Super Mario Kart. I never owned the uh, the compilation cartridge that I actually didn't even know existed until you just said that. So that's actually pretty cool. But my dad and I used to play the crap out of this game. Like, this is one of those games, and I told the story before, like him and I bonding over this game and just putting a ton of time into it. Like, I'd come home from school, and, you know, he always got home from work before I would get home, so he'd already be sitting there playing, and I would just jump <laughs> in and play as soon as I got there. And it was just one of those things that we did together, and it was so much fun. This is a classic me and Nicole game. Back, back, when, back, back, back when we were nice to each other. Yeah, I bet. Uh, oh, she's still nice to me. I'm just mean to her. Uh, <laughs> for my first track, though, I want to take it back to the Game Boy Advance. Okay. Love this game. This is from Mario Kart Super Circuit. This is the Sunset Wilds. was the Sunset Wilds from Mario Kart Super Circuit. Came out August 27th, 2001 and was composed 
by Monaco Hamano, as Brian mentioned earlier. I, I don't think I mentioned. I don't think I mentioned that because. Uh, well, my, you mentioned, then, then we mentioned it off the air. My bad. You didn't get to hear that. Yeah, no, I mentioned it off the air. But you don't get to, you don't get to hear our secret conversations. There were three composers to Mario Kart Super Circuit. You actually were, were we able to find credits or no? No, I just went with the one who I saw listed on the Wikipedia. Oh, there's two. There's three on Wikipedia: uh, Kenichi Nishimaka, Masanobu Matsunuga, and Monaco Hamano. All three of you. Awesome. Uh, I love this track. Um, very Wild Westy feeling, which is the whole point. Um, but all I can think of is beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy is that when you just look up Mario Kart on VGMDB, most of the Mario Kart's on on there. Mario Kart 64 is on there. Mario Kart 8 is on there. And Mario Kart uh, Super Mario Kart actually is on there. But none of the other ones are actually on there. So it, the credits for the Mario Kart games are a little bit more difficult to find. Which is crazy, man. This is a great game. I played the ever-loving crap out of this game because uh, it was the first ever handheld Mario Kart experience. And I took my Game Boy Advance everywhere. This is the, the one I said I had three experience with three of the four. This is the one that I don't have much experience with. I've played it and I actually played it because I worked at GameStop. Uh, it came out in 2001, as you mentioned, but I worked at GameStop starting in 2002. So they still had a copy there. So I just would I played a used copy of it while I was actually working at GameStop when we were in between customers and stuff. So I got through like the story and all the different tracks and courses, but I never actually owned this game. This is the game that officially made me ditch Donkey Kong Jr. and start playing as Bowser from here on out. And you mentioned Donkey Kong Jr. We did fact check that. It was Donkey Kong Jr. from Super Mario Kart and not the original Donkey Kong as I thought it was. So Say it again, Brian. Say it again. It makes me feel so good. No, I'm kidding. You know, I, I, I actually said it specifically without saying that Frank was right. <laughs> I don't actually think I mentioned those words until just now. There you go. I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was the first game I ever popped into my Game Boy Advance player on the GameCube. Okay. Yeah, I, and it, until you said that when we were actually listening to it, I had forgotten that was a thing. The actual Game Boy Advance player. And I own one and I forgot it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I played this and I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, my friend Jack had one. Okay. And, and, we, and we would race each other. You needed the, did, I think you, did you need the link cables? I think you did. I don't remember if we did or if it was the fact that uh, Game Boy Advance could shoot to each other really close. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I couldn't. I can't remember. It could have. It could have been the cable. Because I don't get me wrong. I had every cable and doodad connected to that bad boy. Because I remember I used to use the the link cable for my Game Boy Advance to the GameCube for Animal Crossing. So I had one as well. Yeah. Yep. Such good stuff, man. Such, such good stuff. But what do you got for me? I am gonna take us to Mario Kart 64. And I was actually surprised that when you submitted your list, you actually didn't pick anything from this. So I definitely wanted to have enough. Yeah, I know, because it is my favorite and you knew I was going to load up on Mario Kart 64 tracks. So I did pick half of my picks are from Mario Kart 64. So that way we still have four from this actual game. So I want to kick to one now. And what's actually funny is I love this track. And I spent the most amount of time with this one. And I want to see if maybe you did too, Frank, on Mario Kart 64, because it was so much different than the other Mario Kart 64 tracks. This is Toad's Turnpike.
And that was Toad's Turnpike from Mario Kart 64, which originally released here in North America, February 10th, 1997. Uh, actually, until I saw that when we did the research for the episode, forgotten that was a early year title. For whatever reason, I always thought that was like a September, October title, but nope, that was a early 1997 title, which was great. Spent so much time with this and composed by Kenta Nagata, who we've talked about a lot here on the show, but is freaking phenomenal, dude. I love Kenta Nagata. Love everything he's done for Nintendo. Uh, specifically, obviously, we've talked about him before because he's part of the Animal Crossing crew. And yeah. we love that and part of Mario Kart and part of Mario in general and so many things, man. Tenity snowboarding, guys, but guys everywhere. But in Wind Waker, I mean, he just does some great things. And especially in that time period, he was doing great things. But I was actually talking to you about this track when we were listening to it. It's, it's so different, man. It's very peaceful for a Mario Kart track. And it's funny that it's peaceful because this is probably the least peaceful yeah, track in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this. And I said that because it's so different, but you're driving into oncoming traffic and like these cars are just coming at you and you're weaving and dodging and all these things going on. And man, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. And I love the actual mirror mode, I think, more so than just the regular track itself. But, oh, dude, it's so good. And, yeah, just the way that the actual track, the the movements and just the way that he's able to and to portray this sense of calm when everything is just going crazy around you. We should play this track while we're just driving in traffic. Just, uh, yeah, just to kind of, like, soothe the mind a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll get, make us more aggressive as drivers to kind of, like, move around. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I do know for a fact that this is Donkey Kong in Mario Kart 64, which did replace Donkey Kong Jr. And it actually does say that on the Wikipedia yes. page. Yep. But I don't think, I, honestly, I don't think I've ever picked him in 64. I used to, actually. There were times when I would play as Donkey Kong. Uh, I used to pick everybody, realistically. Like, and my friends and I, when they would come over, we always would, like, draw names out of hats to see who, who was getting each character. Like, we would do things like that to cool. make it fair and make it fun because, you know, everybody always wants to pick the same characters. So you can't do that. So we just used no, to, no, no. like... You can, like Frank, specialize in one character and suck at many others. No, I, I know that's possible, and I mean, I, that's how I was, too. Again, I this is in the time period where I still was picking Yoshi for the most part, but I liked the variation of putting names into hats and drawing names out. We used to do that, that a lot that's, with that's, games. That's a, fun, that's a fun idea. We used to do that with Mario Kart. We used to do that with, uh, like, the WWF Raw, like the wrestling games. We used to do that all the time, where we would just pick names out of hats, and that's the character we would use for that particular race or that particular match. We did it all the time. Oh, no, I'm Chavo Guerrero. I don't think he's ever been in a wrestling game. Probably for the best. <laughs> Stay away from my games, currently. I don't even. I don't even think he was in WCW World Tour or WCW NWO Revenge. I have no idea. Um, You know what? We're picking songs from four Mario games. We picked three in succession. I might as well go for the next. Okay. My track's going to come from Mario Kart Double Dash with two exclamation points. This is Waluigi Stadium, Wario Coliseum.
And that was the Waluigi Stadium Wario Coliseum from Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, came out November 17th, 2003. Composed by Shinobu Tanaka and Kenta Nagata. Yeah, great combination right there, man. Great combination right there. I love this track in general, not just the song, the little, literally the track. Um, it's become a mainstay ever since. Well, I didn't even realize this, and I, I didn't realize it till again, we started doing research for the episode, but a lot of the music in Mario Kart Double Dash is used for two different tracks. Like, Waluigi yes. Stadium and Wario Coliseum are two, two different totally levels. different things. But that happens often. Like, the same music is used for two tracks more often than not in Mario Kart Double Dash. I, it is true, and uh, I do have an, a couple more picks from them. One of, one of them is another two tracks. Yeah. There isn't, there isn't a ton of music in this game, which I thought was weird. Not really. Waluigi Stadium is the one that really sticks out to me, though. Waluigi Stadium is fantastic, and it, uh, it's been remade so many times, too, since Double Dash. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's always a favorite to play. Yeah, it's great. I, I was telling Brian, just listen to the song. I close my eyes, and I see myself playing this and just doing flippy flips up in the air and all other kinds of fun things. No flips, dude, just fists. Top guys. <laughs> I loved Double Dash. Now... When it first was announced, when we first started seeing it, I always was like, man, I really am not sure how I feel on the the tag team style of of racing with Double Dash and, you know, having a a partner behind you. But it worked and it worked well. It was cool for items because, you know, you you grab an item, you switch, you can both hold a different item. Yeah. And playing multiplayer because GameCube, you know, had four inputs. It was cool to have like a friend and you in control of a cart. Yeah, in fact, I was telling Brian, I think the way I played this one most was uh, me. I have uh, three sisters, uh, the younger two, uh, Angela and Brittany. I believe they would play as a team and then I would play just by myself against them. Or or, or we might just uh, like mix and match type things. Like, mix, mix, mix and match. But more, more often than not, if I if I were playing, I'm doing all the driving. They're just they're using the items. Yeah. <laughs> better driver i'm sure oh well you know female drivers are i'm, so, oh, I'm sorry there, there goes most of the audience i'm sorry i was gonna say there went, ha- there went half of our listeners they're already tuning out thanks frank for that I, I love double dash i really really love double dash i wish that the mechanic would come back i don't want it to and i'll, and I'll tell why, you why. I, don't why I don't see why they can't like just because just it adds more multiplayer flavor like you don't have you don't, you don't have to force it you can just like just to, just to have the option no, I, and I don't think it can be an option because if you have that as an option, therefore you have to you have to utilize that for the race. Like there can be no single carts against a, a team of two because then it's not fair. Your your carts with two people are going to have more items. They're going to have more things going on, and it just becomes unfair. So Slow if down. you're gonna if you're gonna force the mechanic, no, I don't I don't think that would work. If you're gonna force the mechanic, it's got to be utilized game wide. And I don't want to see another game that utilizes the same mechanic and the same gimmick that they've already done. I I, I want it to be stuck where it was that's, on the that's GameCube. Fair. That's fair. Triple Dash, guys. Triple Dash. I, I don't think Triple Dash could even work. No, I don't think so either. I, I, and, I, and I think there is a reason why Nintendo hasn't done it since. I mean, it was a cool experiment and it worked for what it was, but it's just not your traditional Mario Kart either. Like Mario Kart... It works because of what it is. And I'll be actually, you know, what's going to be really curious to see is what they decide to do with the upcoming mobile Mario Kart, Mario Kart Tour on iOS and Android. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays. I'll tell you how it's going to play. Me beating you. I can't wait for that, dude. We actually, if you tune into <laughs> the, uh, if you tune into the Maximal podcast from this past Monday, we went really in depth with Dr. Mario World, 
which is a mobile game that all of us here at Level Up Games, myself, Frank, Sean, and Kyle, and I've actually been trying to get Jessica into it more, re- more recently too. We've all been playing it and having a ton of fun. So go check out our discussion on that. But I want to kick now to my only pick from Mario Kart Super Circuit. And I loved this track. This is Ribbon Road. was Ribbon Road from Mario Kart Super Circuit, again, which released here in North America, August 27th, 2001. Three composers, again, Kenichi Nishimaka, Masanobu Matsunuga, and Minoko Hamano. I loved Ribbon Road because it was unique to Mario Kart Super Circuit. And I think it still is. I don't think we've seen that course in any other game. Yeah. I don't think we've seen that course in any other game besides this one. And that's weird to me because it was like unique and different. Like, I loved this. It was really cool. Who knows? Maybe Mario Kart. What's the next one going to be called? Ten? Uh, well, no, we would need nine first. But oh, yeah. they, they, they put out like eight Ultra Deluxe. Something like that. Yeah, because eight Deluxe is the Switch version. I was, I was assuming that was nine. OK, might be. It probably should have been just because it has, you know, so many things changed about it yeah. and, and added. But uh, it, they didn't. It just eight Deluxe. So our next mainline Mario Kart will be nine. And that would be really, really cool. You're right. If we did get a, a variation of Ribbon Road. But I actually think it would be even cooler if they decide to add Ribbon Road to, say, the mobile title. Because this is because the mobile game. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I was gonna say this is locked to a mobile game. So what if they actually did like a remake of this course for Mario Kart Tour? That'd be cool. That's pretty smart. I didn't even think about that. But what I liked about this as well is that there were 20 tracks in Mario Kart Super Circuit, which I think I'm trying to remember how many tracks did Mario Kart 64 had 16. So Mario Kart Super Circuit, for what it was on the Game Boy Advance, it was the first game where we had like 20 tracks or more. So it was pretty ambitious for its time. 
I think it still holds up. I mean, it's not the best handheld uh, Mario Kart not anymore. No, um, seven probably is the best Mario handheld Mario Kart. That was the uh, 3DS version, right? I would agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, it was great for its, its first time. Like 20 tracks on a handheld game more than the, the console version. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. It's unbelievable. I, I, I love this game so much. Uh, but I want to go back again to Double Dash. Okay, back to Double Dash. For another unique kind of track. This is The Baby Park. track was called baby park from double dash uh not your traditional track um whereas a a normal track is three laps baby park is a shorter track and required you to do seven laps to complete yeah which is a thing that is still unique to that track and we have seen it since i mean i I think there's a version of it and i was gonna say there's a version of mario kart 8 deluxe but it's still seven track like it's still seven laps like that's still unique to that track so and i I think that's still the only track that has more than three laps. Every other track still to this date has just three laps. And Brian, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I am here, though. Uh, Double Dash, I believe, was the game that actually introduced drifting and drafting. I want to say that was in Mario Kart 64 as well. It could have been. But uh, this if you utilize that on Baby Park, you could easily slingshot around and lap people who are like in sixth, seventh, eighth place. Uh, just make them look like a fool. Yeah, I because I, I want to say that, yes, it had to have been because there was drifting in Crash Team Racing on the PlayStation 1 and they got that from Mario Kart 64. 
So Mario Kart 64 had to, now it might not be as maybe, extensive maybe, 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 as it was. Maybe drafting then was the, uh, the Maybe, because I was going to say, maybe maybe it wasn't as extensive as it was used in, in Double Dash, but I want to say that you were able to, to drift around corners and, you know, build up, you know, get like a little bit of a boost around corners in Mario Kart 64 as well. I think so. Drafting, though, probably was first introduced in Double Dash. I used to just love this track. I just remember literally, like I said, looping my sister as we were playing this one, and they, they, they came to the point they didn't want to play anymore. That's 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 an ongoing theme with me and them in the video games. Yeah, Baby Park probably is the only track in modern Mario Kart where you're able to actually lap people. Now, I used to lap people all the time in Super Mario Kart on SNES. Like that was very easy to do because the courses and the tracks were a lot shorter. It's still three laps, but actually, you know what? Some of them were they five laps on? I don't remember. There may have, there could be, but yeah, once you learn the shortcuts and the, the yeah you know, the, the, the ways the other world, you could definitely do some damage in Mario Kart. Super Mario yeah, Kart. you you could definitely do some damage because I used to lap people all the time. Like it just it was a, it was inevitable because. The last place person when you're playing against the computer is always like a freaking turtle, dude. They're so slow (laughs) and it's so easy to lap them up. But I want to go back to Mario Kart 64. I want to take a listen to Calamari Desert.
And that was the Calamari Desert from Mario Kart 64. Again, composed by Kenta Nagata. You brought something up that is a hilarious fact about this. And what was that? Um, so the name Calamari refers to squid. Yes. So in the Mario world, we have bloopers. So bloopers are squids and they exist in this Calamari desert. But the name itself echoes the Kalahari desert. It's such a Correct. smart. It's, it's a, a smart very play smart words. play on words. Yeah, it's so freaking cool, dude. And it's smarter than it needs to be. And I like I love that. It's just a little bit of nuance. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, unless you actually pick up on it, it's something that could easily just fly over someone's head. Yeah, I, I, this is an iconic level, too, man. It is, dude. I love this track. And you just all the man Mario Kart 64 really had some great freaking course designs. But the Calamari Desert was phenomenal. And I love the fact, and it kind of harkens back a little bit to Sunset Wilds that we heard in Mario Kart Super Circuit, which did come yes. after Mario Kart 64. So this would have technically came first, but it's very Wild Western feel to it. And I like it a lot. It's different. It's a showdown at high noon. Yeah. Yeah. You get that sense of urgency with this piece of music, like something's about to go down. And it's cool, man. Like, like I said, it's a great course design. Uh, there's some phenomenal shortcuts in Calamari Desert as well that I actually distinctly remember. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that's one thing about Mario Kart. Once you learn the shortcuts, man, you are unstoppable. And I love kart racers. I actually just put up, uh, if you're interested to go check it out, leveldowngames.com. Uh, this past Friday, I put up our review for Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. You know, our friends at Activision sent us a review copy for the game and I've been having a ton of fun playing it. I'm actually playing it on Nintendo Switch. And what they did with Crash Team Racing and in the Crash Bandicoot Racing kart games on the PlayStation, they took the formula that Nintendo did with Mario Kart to where they have shortcuts and they have secrets on the track because you look at like Sega All-Stars Racing and Team Sonic Racing, there really aren't that many shortcuts shortcuts to find in the actual courses but mario kart and crash bandicoot always embrace that and i really like that a lot yeah it's always cool it's and a lot of times i like that the shortcut is if you don't hit it just right you get messed up for it, you. it oh yeah. yeah dude like it puts you in last place sometimes like you can fall down and be in be totally screwed so you know it takes some skill which is always helped out uh when i destroyed my sisters <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, let's take it back all the way to the beginning again. Let's go back to Super Mario Kart. Okay. Um, a song I'm quite familiar with, Cup Wins.
And that was Cup Wins from Super Mario Kart, again, composed by Soya Oka. Freaking iconic music, dude. Iconic track right there. Because trust me, your boy won all them cups. Oh, well, of, of course you had to, but I, I did too. I mean, it's just how you beat the game. <laughs> but it's such a good piece of music, man. What she was able to do to bring a sense of accomplishment and celebration to the music was exactly really well done. Like you feel accomplished, you do. I, I, I do. It's it's always good to hear something like that. That's why I'm also very partial to like end credit kind of music. Oh yeah, man. Because, because when you hear that, um, they go, "Oh my god, I did it! I, I pulled it off!" And like that's that's how a, that's how Cup wins is. You know, it's just it's so great. Yeah, there's a sense of accomplishment. There's a sense of completion that you feel when when you hear this music, and it, and it really does. It makes you feel good, and that's what it's supposed to do. It's I wish supposed I had to that make you feel good. Something like that just played in your life to whenever you did like, something. Did, like if I did something good, I want to hear like da 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 da. Like just oh yeah, do Final Fantasy victory celebration music coming exactly. in every time you do something cool. You know, I'll help a customer and, and don't get yelled at at the end. <laughs> hear the old uh, level up music from Warcraft, maybe. There you go. Every time you uh, get older in life, you've leveled up to level 34. Well, you've already passed that level, but still. Oh, I feel like I've already hit my max level, so there ain't much more for me, though. No, no, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty close to post game. It's all downhill from here. Time to turn into it's Benjamin been, it's Button. Been it's been downhill for a while. <laughs> Time to go backwards. <laughs> oh, that'd be great such a great piece of music though man really really enjoy that a lot and i love that you put it here because as we all know when we do our episodes i tend to put my tracks in a predetermined order before we start and frank you kind of just fly by the seat of your pants and when you kind of pick what music's coming next i keep it breezy i actually had something slotted in here at track number nine which goes hand in hand with your last track so i want to play that now from mario kart double dash this is results first place to third place
And that was result first place to third place from Mario Kart Double Dash, which, if you forgot, came out here in North America November 17th, 2003, composed by Shinobu Tanaka and Kenta Nagata. I love how fun this track is. So we just we just heard the, you know, the cup wins from Super Mario Kart and how that gave you this sense of accomplishment. Well, what I get from this track is just a sense of fun. Like, it doesn't have the same level of completion or accomplishment that the one prior did, but it's upbeat and it's fun and it makes you, I don't know, happy, I guess. And I guess that's the kind of feeling I would want to have coming in first, second or third. Uh, you trying to say there's different music for like fourth, fifth, sixth and such? Yeah, it's it's a little bit more somber for if you place fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh or eighth. I've never heard that. I have. I've heard it often and I'm sure you did. I joke, Brian. Yeah, I was going to say, but I, I, I used to hear it often, but it definitely it's very similar to this, just a little bit slower. And again, a little bit more somber because that, that's what it is, dude. It's you, you know, you didn't you didn't get gold, silver or bronze. You got nothing <laughs> for Micah. Is that what it is? No, I don't know. From Aldehyde? From Aldehyde, yes. You, get the yeah. gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is the 10th track we play right now. Yeah, 10th track. I apologize to Lord Bowser for making him wait till track 10 to play his iconic track. Oh, man. Okay. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to rectify that now. Our Lord and Savior. From Mario Kart Super Circuit, this is Bowser's Castle. And that is Bowser Castle from Mario Kart Super Circuit. 
uh, composed by those three dudes, including Monaco Hamano. Yeah, Kenichi Nishimaka, Masanobu Matsunaga, and Monaco Hamano. Not my absolute favorite version of the song, but it's up there. My favorite comes later on, I guess, when they remade it for GameCube. No, 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 not GameCube for uh, for Wii. For the yeah, because I think this version was done on Mario Kart Wii. I think so. You're right. I think it was Wii. I was surprised you didn't pick the Super Mario Kart version of this, but I, I thought you would actually go there for Bowser's Castle. I contemplated it, but I I, I do like this version here. Maybe because I've, I've played I've played this one way more than I played Super Mario Kart, which is really? saying a lot. Wow. Which is saying okay. a lot because I played Super Mario Kart a lot, but uh, during the heyday of the Game Boy Advanced. I was playing video games on the handheld all the time, and I still do now. Like uh, more often than not, if if it's like a busy week, and I I, I, don't have, I know for sure I won't have any time to myself to like actually relax and play a video game, I'll bring like my 3DS or uh, or I'll bring a Game Boy to work just so I could get some some kind of gaming in. Just I need the release. Yeah. And I play, and I played the hell out of Super Circuit. It's funny because Bowser's Castle in Super Mario Kart with, you know, like the brick and the lava, that's my favorite course in that game. It's it's great. It's iconic. And I will play that at the drop of a dime. Anybody ever wants to play with me. Um, but I put so much more time in the Super Circuit. It's, 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 still, it's still a great track. It's still a great piece of music. It still it brings that sense of Bowser, which you want from this track. Like it, it has a very Bowser feel to it. And he is the greatest character in all of Nintendo gaming. So there you go. And the president of Nintendo of America, Doug Bowser. Yes. It still doesn't sit well with me, you know, being that my boy Reggie's gone. Yeah, boy Reggie retiring back to old Brentwood, New York now. Probably not. He'll never move back there. I wouldn't. I know. I sure as hell didn't. When he's, he not, he's not five foot tall. He's not on a dating site. Okay. You're not God. You're not his father. And you're not his boss. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go back to Mario Kart 64. I still have two tracks left to play from this one, and I want to play one of them here. This one right now, a fantastic track. Love this one. Let's take a listen to Choco Mountain.
that was Choco Mountain from Mario Kart 64, again composed by Kenta Nagata. Frank, what I really like about that track, it's very southern, it's very country, it's very bluegrass. I was gonna say this sounds like a like a like a jamboree, like like a a jug band, dude, like a jug band playing a banjo, riding a steam train. And that's what Choco Mountain was, dude. They're going to take you to the backwoods of Appalachia. They're going to make you squeal like a piggy. There was a train. And you were able to, if you were brave enough, drive on the actual tracks through the mountain as a shortcut. Yes, you were. Which was super cool. And like I said, if you messed it up, you, you definitely end up in last oh, place. Oh, yeah, dude, that, that train would crush you and send, well, it wouldn't send you back. It would just stop you in its place and then kind of go through you because that's how collision detection works. And then you would keep driving on. But yeah, you would be in last place at that point. And it was always, you know, risky because you had to like know where the train was in the course. Yeah. I this was one of my favorites to actually play in Mario Kart 64, like this particular track right here. This is one of my favorite, like high risk kind of situations. Has this course been remade? I think it actually I I don't think it has. I don't think it. Ha- I don't remember. Actually, I don't think it's in Mario Kart 8. If it is, I don't remember it, but I put a lot of time into Mario Kart 8 and I can't remember this track being in there. I would love to see this like and, and again, like just redone completely different. Maybe add a few things to it here, there. But there's so much they could actually do with this style and with an actual train. I love it. It's really cool. In fact, that's a good idea for a new Mario game. Mario train. Mario train. Yeah. Where uh, Mario becomes a engineer. He's been everything else so far. <laughs> True. You know, let's go back one more time to Super Mario Kart. Okay. Let's get things a little spooky. Okay. I like this track that you're going to then. I love this one, actually. Let's take a trip through the Ghost Valley. the ghost valley from super mario kart again composed by soyooka uh man she made one hell of a track here this is this is iconic ghost house through and through what i love about this man is that she took what koji kondo did with the ghost house music from super mario world and just turned it up a notch yeah and it really is like any time that there's ghost levels in a game, anytime there's haunted houses, things like that. Nintendo really set the bar for spooky music like this. Like 
I hear that and I instantly think ghosts or haunted house or yes, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's nothing really scary, but it's so iconic that like it's the first thing that pops into your head now. Yeah, and it's it fits the aesthetic of the level. It fits the aesthetic of the design perfectly. It just it really is like it's just your spooky music, man. That's your ghost house music. And it works so well. I, I don't know any other way to say that. Just the fact that it it's so fitting to what they were trying to do. I think you just nailed it on the head. There's nothing else I can even add to that. Uh, it just, it's perfect. I just, I love this track in general, not just the song, the track. Yeah, the chorus, like it, it's very fun. Um, and really, I, I know I said that Bowser's Castle from Super Mario Kart is my favorite, and it still is. Like that's actually my favorite chorus this, design. This is easily number two. But this is easily number two. And I love future iterations of like the the ghost house in Mario Kart games. Like you look at how intricate the ghost house is in Mario Kart 8. Very freaking cool, man. And what they're able to do now is just it's it's impressive. It really is. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't wait to just get like a Mario Kart 9. It was, it have like Gooigi you know, driving around. Gooigi. Yeah. Gooigi from uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Exactly. The new playable character. Maybe probably not. All right, man, one more track from Mario Kart 64 on the episode today, and I'm going to play it here. And I'm so glad we haven't picked this version of this track yet. I said we already had a track. We already had this version from Super Mario Kart, but this is totally different. And it always is different, which is really cool about Mario Kart yes. is the fact that even though the some of the tracks designs and ideas remain the same, the music always changes. But this is without question the most emotional and the most iconic version of this particular course. So again, for Mario Kart 64, this is Rainbow Road.
was Rainbow Road from Mario Kart 64, composed by Kenta Nagata. Like I said, this is without question the best version of Rainbow Road, uh, generally echoed by fans of Mario Kart in general. Looking through some of the YouTube comments, just everyone seems to have very fond memories of this particular track and this particular version of the course and it is my favorite but that particular music man it's able to elicit these feelings of emotions that really you don't get when you play mario kart like mario kart's not a sad game you don't think emotional when you think of a racing game but that track is sad that track is emotional, made more so by if you actually look at the track now on YouTube and you look at the comments, everyone is on there paying tribute to Mr. Iwata just through this particular music. And when I saw that, I was like, man, that's really cool because it does like it feels like that. People are like, man, this is like, you know, I want this played at my funeral, etc. It, it does feel like that type of music. But what Kenta, yeah. Nag- what Kenta Nagata did with this is incredible. Like, I, I do feel like this is one of his best compositions he's ever made. This particular track. It's so good. I, I just close my eyes, man. I can literally picture myself on this course. And this was my favorite course in Mario Kart 64. Uh, I, I loved the design. I loved the colors palette. I loved the way that the stars looked in the background and the constellations that they made with like the power-ups and stuff you could get from the game. This was special and it, it really just solidified what Rainbow Road would be for Mario Kart moving forward. Yeah, man. This this is probably this is one of my top Rainbow Roads of all time, so maybe even number one. It could be number one. This is definitely number one for me. Without question, not even a close competition. I do agree on the, on the music, but like, uh, that's, that's a, I'm gonna have to think about that now. That, that's, that's that's a real head scratcher. Like, is this the best Rainbow Road? What's super cool is that finally, because you know they've remade Rainbow Roads in the past on like more recent Mario Karts, but Mario Kart 64's Rainbow Road was never touched. But it finally did get a homage paid to it in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because they they redid the Mario Kart 64 version with the music fully intact except they did a fully orchestrated version of this which was super cool as well that's that's, that's pretty cool um, wow wow I never thought about that I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm interested that later on I'm literally writing myself a note here I'm on my notepad to like to see if this is my favorite one it's just crazy that like just you know a Mario Kart track can literally bring tears to my eyes, and it does every time I hear it. It really, really does. But I and it never crossed my mind. This, this is a very emotional track. I, it, it just wow. And I know like I I know I, I know not I'm not. She literally just clicked something in my head like wow. This is yeah. I know I'm not alone in that, but I also know I'm not alone in the fact that like back in the day, and I don't remember what my lyrics were, but I remember like when I would be playing, I would always like sing a tune in my head. Like I had lyrics to this song back and I wish I could remember what they were because I just don't remember. All I remember was where it goes, do, 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 do. I always remember that was like waiting for you, but I can't remember what else I used to say like to the beat of the music. Uh, But I know I had like a full tune in my head that I used to kind of hum along to myself while playing this track. I think we all do those kinds of things because we're crazy. Yeah, like fight, like fight, fighting for the light world. Bad lyrics. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's go back to Double Dash. Okay, Double Dash it is. As we mentioned earlier, uh, this is the music for two tracks, but it's the same music. Uh, this is Mushroom Bridge and Mushroom City.
And that little track took you down to Mushroom City where the grass is green and the princesses are pretty. Yeah! Oh, won't you please take me home? Uh, yeah. Composed again by uh, Shinobu Tanaka and Kanta Nagata. Yeah, great combination, too. They, they really did work together on this game. I mean, worked well together. <laughs> of course they worked together. I meant to say they worked well together. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the of all the podcasts I go, I do. Uh, I this is one of them. As well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I, I like the track a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's so good. It's it's it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's the only way I can describe this track. It's, it's, it's a fun sounding track. Now I don't remember exactly, but this is the Mario Circuit from Mario, like Super Mario Kart kind of a deal with Mario Kart Double Dash, right? Mushroom City yeah, yes. is the first track you're gonna see. Or was it Mushroom Bridge the first one you're going to say? One of the two. I think Mushroom Bridge is the last track, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of these two, but you'll see one of these is like the first course you're going to play. I think Mushroom City was the first one. Mushroom Bridge was the last. But again, it's been over 15 years. Oh, my God, we're getting old, Brian. Yeah. You, you, you more so than me. Hmm. I don't think that's the case. I'll never be. I'll never be as old as you. I will freeze myself, Brian. <laughs> You'll always be older than me. Yeah, you're only as long, young as you feel, and you feel twelves. It is a great piece of music, though. Like, it is, man. It's 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 catchy, and it, again, it, it just gets you in the mood to play Mario Kart. It's just crazy now, like because we were digging through these soundtracks. It's crazy that Double Dash doesn't have that much music. It just they, they reuse tracks. Yeah, the every every track or every yeah we're gonna say that every track is used for multiple courses in the game, and then. The other tracks that are there are are a lot shorter in nature. So what I thought was going to be this like robust epic soundtrack when I started looking into it turned out to be probably lesser of a soundtrack than Mario Kart 64. I think of the four soundtracks we're looking into today, Mario Kart 64 has the most variation in terms of music. Yeah, I mean, they definitely changed things around once they got into a more modern era, but... Uh, of course. Yeah, a, a lot of the music for this game was just, like, little variations on itself, like uh, maybe a portion of this with the star theme put into it. Like, it's it's weird. Yeah, but it's cool. But it's really, really cool. And I actually have, for my penultimate pick on the episode today, another track from Mario Kart Double Dash that I want to close out my portion with. And fittingly, it's Staff Credits.
And that was staff credits from Mario Kart Double Dash, again composed by Shinobu Tanaka and Kenta Nagata. What I really like about this one is that this feels like walking in, you know, downtown city somewhere. It doesn't matter what city, just a city downtown somewhere. You walk into a piano bar. This seems like it would be playing, dude. Like that that's what I get from this track. Like it's again, much like uh Toad's Turnpike from earlier on in the episode, where it was again, that was Kenta Nagata from Mario Kart 64, but very calm, very peaceful. But just very, I don't know, kind of a little jazzy, but not really that jazzy. But at the same time, definite piano bar vibes. Yeah, we need more of those in general. Piano bars? Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. There's one in Pittsburgh that we went to, uh, myself, Jessica, Justin, and his wife, after um, the Final Fantasy Distant Worlds we saw a couple years back. Went to a fun little piano bar there in Pittsburgh. It was really cool. I went to one in Vegas. They had dueling pianos. It was kind of cool. That's the one at uh, Town Square. That's exactly where that is. You think yeah, you've been no, there? I, I, I've, I've been there quite a few times, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a fun bar. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. Just something about this track. And it, it's this, this is a very good closing track. Like, this was a great credits theme which we've talked about here before because we've played some credits music in the past and it's it's really cool when a a composer is able to portray through music that sense of completion like we kind of heard earlier with cup wins from super mario kart and soya oka but i don't know man just something about this one again i i love the peaceful nature of it i love the piano vibes that we got from it and it it was really a cool track it really was yeah i I agree with you man and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't just, you know, end this whole thing where it all began. Yeah. You know, just like, so I, I want to close it out with a track from Super Mario Kart called Franks, uh, composed by Soya Oka. Call, called what? Franks. Franks. Oh, oh, oh Ranks. Okay, we're so close. There's, there's no F on there, Frank. It's called Ranks. <laughs> it's, comp- it's composed by Soya Oka and Frank. So- Soya Oka didn't actually name a track after you. Well... She should, because I am awesome. I like that you're closing out with Super Mario Kart, though, because we actually started the episode with Super Mario Kart, and it is the earliest in the uh, in the franchise, so that actually is really cool. Almost like we completed a full lap, huh? Yeah, we completed uh, three full laps, dude. We're coming full there circle. We completed three full laps. We're back to it, and this was a fantastic episode. Ranks, let me just say real quick, Ranks is a, a great track, dude. Like, it's another one of those catchy, upbeat tunes. I, I literally listened to it here before we, like, started recording. Like, man, I was bobbing my head along to this one. This is a banger, yo. Um, I, it's, I, honestly, not, it's, it's not no, a so banger. You, you, you got to <laughs> realize I, what actually a banger is. <laughs> I, 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 use, I use these terms that these kids use. It's very catchy, man. I got to hear humming it still and it's over. Well, it's still playing. Well, actually, it's not playing yet because you're still hearing staff credits, but uh, it will be playing soon. And it, it's really catchy. You'll see. It is, you know, and uh, this is a great idea for uh, an episode, Brian. I want to tip my hat to you. Yeah. Thank you. And like I said, we will do a a modern version of this sometime in the future. Probably not this year, but I but I will want to take a look at the the modern Mario Karts in the future, which would include Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart 7, Mario Kart 8, and what's the other yes. one? Yeah, well, is, is it just called? It is called Mario Kart DS, yeah. So it, Mario Kart DS, Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart 7, and Mario Kart 8 will be a another episode at some point in the future. And I do want to give a quick shout out to all the composers again we heard today. So Soya Oka, Kenta Nagata, Kenichi Nishimaki, Masanobu Matsunaga, Minoku Hamano, and Shinobu Tanaka. All the composers that we had the pleasure of listening to today. But unfortunately, 
I do think that's going to bring us to the close of the show, unless you have anything else you wanted to mention before we get on out of here. Brian, I think we said it all. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to share your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames, and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. We are not live often. If you want to follow someone that is live three times a week, every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Every Saturday or Sunday, twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce, B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. Catch him streaming Dead by Daylight and Super Mario Maker 2. Those are the two games he's been playing over the past few weeks kind of consistently. But Kyle from the Maximal Podcast, and you can catch him regularly at leveldowngames.com writing reviews for us as well. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook can be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, Frank, it's been kind of hot outside, has it not? Just a titch. It's been brutally hot. And I was looking at the and I and I feel like I used the same joke last time, but I was looking at the uh, the weather report over the next week because I have to get out there and mow the lawn soon. It's going to be in the 90s all week next week here in Northeast Ohio. So before when I used this joke, we did lava and fire levels this time because it's hot because it's arid, because it's dry. I want to take a listen to music from Desert Levels next week. Hmm. And I will find a way to stretch that to include all forms of desert. <laughs> all for- What do you mean all forms of desert? Not dessert, Frank. Not dessert. Desert. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll come prepared next week. Eight tracks from me, eight tracks from Frank, all from levels that are somewhat desert in nature so we will have to have some restrictions on that and frank and i will discuss that off air before we record next week to determine what actually qualifies and what does not taking us out of this episode once again we have ranks from super mario kart composed by soya oka keep the music playing and keep it loud